Hi everyone, welcome back to A Cup of Cozy. My name is Oriana. And I'm Wanda. And it's been a little bit since we've had a chat. Um, things are happening rapidly here in the United States. There had been a couple of podcasts back where we would kind of update about the coronavirus. The coronavirus was still new, small. It's not anymore. It's big, it's scary, and it's real. It's moved rapidly. It's really changing day to day. But since we did, last did our actual podcast that you've already heard, it got very serious. And, and not to say it wasn't serious before that, but it, it's gotten very serious. Um, you know, we can still tell you some fun stuff, and we hope to keep you entertained during this time. But the most important thing is stay home. Yeah. Wash your hands. Stay home. Listen to your state officials. Um, don't listen to the government unless you're t listening to Dr. Fauci because everybody else is a moron. And I'm not saying that because I want to be mean to any particular politician. It's just that they're lying. They don't have the answers. They're not being truthful. They're not taking it as serious as our local state officials. I know in California and New York, we're very fortunate because we have governors that are really taking the bull by its horns and trying to keep everybody safe. I've even heard other states are saying that this seems extreme what California and New York are doing, but you're going to be right behind those two states. You know, we're just fortunate because in these two states, they have a lot of testing. So that's why there's more victims. That's why there's more people coming down with it, more people that are dying because of it is because they have the facilities to test. I know in the Northeast, they're trying to incorporate New Jersey, Connecticut, um, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania to do the same things so that can shut it down on the East Coast. On California, they're kind of on the same wavelength as um, Washington. So hopefully Arizona and Nevada and the states along there will continue to do so. Um, you know, we're at a high amount now. We're, we're coming really close in a lot of deaths and a lot of people. We don't want to wind up as Italy. We'd much rather wind up as China because China has shut it down and is releasing people from the hospitals. They no longer have their emergency hospitals going on. Cases and I think now it's about 48 hours. So I, I think that's a cool thing to do. But what people do have to remember is you are going to see the numbers go up as testing increases. Those viruses were already there. And I was just in the other room and I had heard something um, that there are early reports that the virus has been here and been around since about December. Okay. So. And you know what? If you have symptoms, you can go online and talk to doctors. Don't, don't run to the emergency room. Don't run to your doctor because you might put yourself in a compromising situation where you just have a common cold and you're going to get infected from people that don't. So they will guide you. They will help you. Testing is pretty much available almost everywhere that is in a big city now except for like the middle of the country because they're not taking it that seriously yet. And you can look on the CDC website to see where uh, testing is available. But um, as of right now, we are on our eighth day of complete uh, isolation. Now we're going to just talk about a little bit of what that means. First of all, the past month since we had first heard of coronavirus coming here, we drastically cut down on the amount of time that we would go out. It would be going like to public places, not going out, but going to public going places. Going to public places, right? It would be uh, once a day, and it's gotten less and less now. Uh, we don't we don't go out. We go out for a walk in the morning, um, walk with my dogs in the stroller, 
and we also and we avoid human contact social distancing other than the people quarantines in our house right um that includes we do order out um we now are just strictly um delivery orders if we're not eating food that's in our house and again you're going to want to make sure when your food comes in you spray it disinfect it wipe it down take it out of those packaging put it on something that's in your house dispose of wipe down those surfaces where you put your food um yeah we so that's what we're doing and it is so important you could come you could have already had the virus you could have it right now and have no idea but you could be spreading it to so many more people that are way more vulnerable than you no one is invincible so think about this you should find comfort in the fact like i find comfort in the fact that the least amount of people i've been on the less likely is the chance that you will get it it's that simple um it's using your brain it's using common sense and it's for one time not being selfish and this is me i'm a selfish person um i've been a selfish person i'm an only child i had nobody to worry about you are now responsible for everyone. Every person is responsible for everybody. Um, another thing is there are a lot of animals now where they're having to shut down shelters. They need foster homes. Mm-hmm. They need regular homes. Now's the time. It'll be safe to get it. The Despite what you're hearing on the Internet, animals do not transmit the virus to you, nor can you transmit it to them. Please go adopt a dog. Please go adopt a cat. Help the shelters out. Let's clear them out like we do every year that everybody does such great things. Donate some food, some money, something. I know things are very tough and we're having struggles getting food and things. But these real these animals really need your help. So if you can adopt, go adopt. Yeah, and now is the perfect time. Um, I did adopt another dog. Um, she will be here in probably about a week or two weeks. We're trying to coordinate everything with you know the situation right because that's another thing you have to be careful of they now have drive-through adoption you can pull up to the shelter you don't have to get out of your car they'll bring the dog to you the paperwork everything else so please don't look at this as a time like well i don't want to catch it you're not going to catch it from the dogs and they're going to make it easy shelters everywhere really need your help because you are home and you're going to have so much time to introduce that pet to your other pets and get it used to your house or maybe it's your first time pet you know, all of those things. But yeah, um, I did adopt another dog. I will post all of her info and stuff on social media. My dogs have an Instagram. You can follow it. But just be mindful. Stop hoarding the fucking food and the fucking toilet paper. I cannot stress this enough. I'm so proud of all the stores that have stepped up and said, you know, the first hour or two hours for the elderly. I think that's awesome. But stop the fucking food and the toilet paper. You know, I've talked about this numerous times. There are people that do not have an abundance of money. They spend a small amount on groceries every week. That, if you take that weekly shop away from them, they're going to go without it. That's the elderly, those on fixed incomes, those on disability, those on Social Security, those on Medicaid and Medicare. All these people are on fixed incomes. They need to get these things first. You can make it. You'll be fine. We'll all be fine. We will come out of this as such stronger, better, smarter people. And I think it's really, really important to just be grateful. Like we got a small grocery delivery yesterday. We didn't order a lot. We ordered two chickens, some potatoes, some fruit. Um, and an almond milk. 
and an almond milk. I didn't need anything more than that. And we're fine with that. I have food in the freezer that I've had for quite some time. I have canned goods. Please don't take away the less expensive things from seniors and those on fixed incomes. We will all get through it. Pull your resources. If you have a neighbor, start bartering. That's how we started this country, on the barter system, before we had money and coins. Barter. Hey, I've got this. Do you have this? Can you do this? Start helping others in your neighborhood that may be less fortunate than you. Yeah, so um, that's what we're going to talk about with the coronavirus because we still are going to have... This is this is a long haul, guys. This is a long haul. You're in it now. We got to slow down the curve, but this is a long haul. And, you know, things are going to be different for... A little bit. A little bit. But you know what? If you are adaptable, you'll be okay. And just think that you are doing something to save lives. And but each one of us are, are part of history. Right. Every one of us that survives this and gets through this in a positive way, we're a part of history. A wonderful story that we can say, you know what? We survived a super, and, and it's not like we haven't survived epidemics before. We have. Right. We've survived them before. I want to just reach out to people that I've seen a lot of people, a lot of things are getting canceled. And I see people getting mad at people because they're getting upset that things that they want to do are canceled. It is normal and it's okay that you're upset and that you're disappointed and you're maybe angry. Because you know what? There's a bunch of things that have already been canceled for me. Things that I had planned. They will be rescheduled. So, It'll be um, better. TV shows I'm working on. All of that. It sucks and it's hard. But you know what? And it's okay. Feel those emotions. You're allowed to be upset. But you know what? You're going to be alive when they reschedule them by them canceling it. That's right. We're just trying to, we're we're trying to save humanity. All of us are not only responsible for our lives, we're responsible for everybody's life that's out there. People are not expendable. No matter how young, no matter how old, no matter how sick, no matter how well, they're not expendable. We're responsible for saving everybody. Yeah. So what we are going to do though now um, is we are going to talk about awkward friend situations. Speaking of awkward, I'm going to pass on some awkward information. Um, I have toilet paper right now. I'm doing okay with it. Everybody's going to run out of it at some point. I just want to tell you, if you are a female, you can use two squares to wipe your pee-pee. I use six for my back end. Thank you. Little information, and so now I know if I'm sent to prison, I will probably die because I'd be scared, but I will be able to work with one roll of toilet paper for a month. So, little tidbit, try it. Two squares, perfect for your um, hoo-ha area, six for your back end. If you think you can do your back end with less, hallelujah, I've experimented. It's not working. I need six. <laughs> Just telling everybody. I've experimented. I've tried to use the bare minimum of everything that I can. And again, we, we shouldn't have to tell you this. We have toilet paper right now. We're good. Please wash your hands a lot, a lot, a lot. And you don't have to worry so much about antibacterial soap. Soap is soap. Soap still cleans you no matter what. And that's what's most important. Wash, 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 yeah, wash. I have no skin left on my hands. Um... I, I like it though because I looked down at my hands and they're getting skinnier every day. So it's just another object. I'm like, oh my God, it's working. Now my hands are kind of getting used to it. Yeah, my hands don't feel as rough as they did in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, no, I lied. It's kind no, of like. It's, it's okay. But, um, but like my hands are getting skinnier. So that's like a cool thing. Yeah, it's, 
it's interesting. But yes, we are going to talk about uh, awkward friend situations, and most of those things do happen on social media and now's a really great time because most of us can't see our friends and also i've been posting things on my facebook like little games to play with my friends such as like tell me a happy moment from when you were in high school i'm doing it with all my friends on facebook if you want to reach out to us and share some fun stuff and we can share fun stuff with you now's the time to friend us on Instagram, on anything. on anything, because we're looking to reach out to as many, many, many people as we can. Find my personal Facebook now. Just come on, reach out. Let's do this. In the words of one of our favorite people, Tracy Ross Ellis, we want to emulate her mother and reach out and touch someone. With social distancing through social media. Right. And if you don't know the song I'm talking about, it's called Reach Out and Touch. That's how it goes. I don't want Diana Rose to be mad that I'm singing it, no. but I couldn't sing it as good as her anyway, so I think she'll be fine. But do that. Now is the time. And remember the little happy things mm-hmm. that you should be grateful for. Like, we were truly grateful to get a little bit of groceries that we ordered because we know how difficult it is. Be patient. You will get your groceries. I promise you'll get them, you'll get them, you'll get Once them. Everybody, everybody is in this phase of adjusting to a new normal a new normal and i've lived through a couple of new normals in my life not expected um unexpected remember little things like you know our national treasure tom hanks and his wife are, are ill they're getting over it now but they're ill Kristen bell is separated from dax shepherd he's what? yeah he's self-quarantined you didn't know about this he self-quarantined himself he's somewhere else he has kids so he doesn't want to come home so him uh by being separated his wife and his children serenaded him it's, it's sad. It's a sad thing to see. And you're like, oh, big deal. They're celebrities. They're still moms and dads. Please remember that. Everybody's got this virus. Yeah, see, that's another thing. Basketball players, hockey players, football players. Everybody's got this. That's another thing that... We're still human. We're allowed. We're still human. And I mean, I know people got really upset about the um, Imagine video, if you guys haven't seen it. Just because you have more things, and I said it on my social media, I have a big house that has a lot of room on a nice piece of property. You want to know what? It still sucks just the same. I still miss seeing my friends, going to work, going to the mall, going out to eat. And it's okay to miss things. Don't be mad at celebrities because they're stuck in their bigger houses. They still run the risk of getting a virus. They're still not getting their groceries. They're still going to be without toilet paper. Right now, the richest of the rich and the poorest of the poor are on an even playing field. So think of that. We're all in this. It, they're not getting special privileges. This virus isn't saying, hey, you're Kim Kardashian. You're immune. No, it's not. Mm-mm. We're all the same right now, guys. But yeah, now on to the topic. We're going to talk about awkward friends situations. And like I said... A ton of them happen on social media. I think my mom has experienced way more than I have. Yeah, I, I have a lot of awkward situations with people. So, some that are, I, I didn't mean to, if that sounded weird, coming over the cat out. suddenly jumped up and went at my hand. So, um, yeah, she's a little bit rambunctious, this particular cat of ours, Angel. And um, anyway, also, if there are any stray animals out there, please feed them, put out food for them, anything you have. Try to bring them in if you can. Call, you know, the Humane Society. Somebody to get yeah. to them if you can't help. But uh, that, that just reminded me of that. So uh, some of the awkward situations that I've been in, okay. I had an awkward situation many moons ago when I had a particular friend that I met through work who then moved in with me for a little while because she was looking for an apartment and I had an extra room. 
and it got extremely awkward because we went on vacation, several vacations together. And one day she decided in St. Thomas to leave me in a bar with a complete stranger. A complete stranger. Sorry, I just to make sure my cat just didn't stop the... Uh and she went off with this one night stand guy in the middle of St. Thomas where it's all hills and beaches and remote areas. And I had no idea. We didn't have cell phones then. I had no way to reach her. And I literally sat up for 24 hours with two very nice men that I knew from having gone to St. Thomas many times. We went looking for her. They helped me look for her. They stayed up with me. Um, and she just pranced in. Like, hey, no big, I went out and had a one-night stand. You know, and my first thoughts to her was, I could have had a situation where there was like a Natalie Holloway thing, where somebody took you, killed you, raped you, and I felt so bad that I would have to call her mother and say, hey, you know, she did this. I wasn't responsible for her. We were in our 20s. She was a grown-up. So that's one of the awkward situations that I've been put in, and I never went on vacation with her again, uh, with her again and I did ask her to move out because... I couldn't have a friend who was so irresponsible, not only to herself, but to me, and just make it like, oh, well, you got upset too bad for you. So that's one of the awkward situations I've been in. Okay. Um, now, again, some of them, most of them, I'm not going to name any names because... I didn't. ...about that. So, um, back about five, six-ish years ago, I was hit on by a known married hockey player, like, asked me to go to dinner with him. And I said to him, um, you are married. And he said, yes, but do you still want to go to dinner? And it was so, so weird. I did not go out to dinner with him at all. I don't date people that are married. Um, but it was just weird. And that he was so okay with, like, yeah, okay, so you know that I'm married, but, like, do you still want to go out? <laughs> And it was just weird, and, like, he knows, like, some of my friends, so it's really strange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, this also is going to be a another friend that happened to me a few moons ago. Um, I knew this whole family, and I was pretty friendly with the family. And this person was my really good friend, and, like, we saw each other every day, and we'd hang out, and everything was good. And then one day they decided... It, they were male. They didn't want to be my friend anymore and immediately like pounced on me. And I was like, what is this and where is this coming from? And they were like, well, we've been friends for so long and I just thought it was time we date. And I thought, well, okay, maybe it would be time to date, but like you got to ask someone that first before you like physically throw yourself at them. And, um, you know, we, we still remain friends. We are still friends today. So... With all that being said, you know, that's an awkward situation. If someone wants to take friendship to another level, the best way to do that is a conversation, not just, you know, try to make out with them because you're still thinking I'm in the friend mode and what are you doing? And they're not drunk. It's broad daylight, you know, middle of the afternoon. So I've been in that awkward situation. And I think some friendships can survive that, some cannot. Yeah. Sometimes you cross over the friend line into the boyfriend girlfriend relationship, mm -hmm. and not gonna, you're gonna lose the friendship. Doesn't always work out. I dated someone that I was uh, friends with, and I'm not friends with them anymore. It happens. Like I said, yeah, I am still friends with this person because they just kind of physically tried to kiss me, and I was like, oh no, this is not happening. Okay, well, and we worked it out. Another good one. Um, 
somebody years ago, I mean, I was 18 years old, um, that I was working on a project with. I was literally just 18. Um, and they had like a small part in this. And um, we, I was friendly with everybody that was involved in this project. This project was solely about me. So I was really good friends with everybody that was involved in it. I'm still good friends with a lot of these people. Um, but this one particular person, um, they then started to like drunk text me and I like was just 18. So I had like no idea about like drunk texting and stuff. And then they like continued to like try to text me and ask me to come see them. And it was weird. Um, thankfully now they're married with two kids. I'm clearly in a relationship. So thank God. But it was just so weird because like I met you for all of like maybe 30 minutes and like this went on constantly it was the most bizarre sort of situation i have so many situations like this and they get weirder like every time um i've also had weird situations that happen that are not you know they're not so weird as they're unkind but they, they it's just weird that i had a group of friends and we have known each other since high school and we got along and we kept in touch. We went to our union. Everything was going along great. And um, then something happened where we, we all met to go out to eat. And it was fun and we had a great time as always and everything was going along super. And then I realized that a smaller group of that group of friends kind of branched off and went on an event where they had gone before and the rest of us had asked, hey, include us. We'd love to do this with you. And they blatantly excluded a bunch of people, I being one of them. And I was one of the few that spoke up about it and said, I didn't think this was fair. I think if you're, you're in the company of someone and you're hanging out with them, and then you go and plan something, even if you had it planned already, you kept it a secret. So if you kept it a secret, that kind of means you were guilty already. You knew it. Yeah. You knew that if we found out, it would be bad. So that was an awkward situation because I, I did lose a couple of friends that way. And I'm not sorry that I lost them because I felt very strongly about if people asked you, hey, the next time you plan this particular thing, ask us. We'd love to do this with you. And you just kind of were like, mm -mm, no, that's really rude. And especially that you kept it a secret. I don't think any of us that didn't get to go would have been upset if you simply said, you know what, uh, we already planned this, we can't ask anybody else, etc. So. Okay, so as you guys already know, I had an awkward and sad situation uh, with a friend who I thought was my friend for like literally years, and then we had a falling out recently, and then um, someone said like, uh, you should maybe look at like their social media, like their Twitter timeline. And it was like all the time, like subtweets about me, trashing me, stuff like that. It was awkward and it was also sad because like I really liked this person and I thought this person really liked me as a friend. And um, yeah, awkward situations can go both ways. They can be super, super strange. They can be just awkward. awkward. Yeah. They can be funny awkward. Yeah, but this this hurt because like I said, I really, I liked this person and I thought this person liked me and I kind of would always check on them and stuff and it just sucked to see someone. And like blatantly, like I would write to them and they would write back to me and then they'd be like, you live in your psychotic world where you make people think that you're married. And I'm like, I'm not. So like, what? And I, I, I just feel bad that like, if people really think that you're doing something they don't like, like 
call them out on it right to the person. Right, like, come talk to me about it. Ask me. I'll tell you. I talk to everybody. If you want to know anything about me, you can ask me. It's just certain things that I don't think need to be, like, broadcast on, like, such a level like that. And it makes it awkward. Um, okay, here's an awkward but a funny. It doesn't really involve a friend. And, I mean, we're going to miss, we miss times like this now because, like, you don't really go anywhere. So, I go to Starbucks all the time, and I have a Starbucks card. It's on my phone. <laughs> you know it's coming. Um, this was a good one. It's usually on my phone. Um, but this was maybe about two months after I had gotten an Apple Watch. So, instead of me picking up my phone, I pulled up my little scan card on my wrist, on my Apple Watch. And I stuck my wrist out the window, wasn't paying attention, thought they would scan it, that's it. And the person just, like, held on to my arm. <laughs> Like, didn't scan it, didn't do anything. Just, like, held onto my arm for, like, a solid, like, minute and a half. It was the strangest thing. And I was like, what did you think I was doing? Like, and I was like, you can scan. And, like, oh. It was just yeah, it, it was a, it, so it was a funny thing. Weird. Speaking of an awkward situation, I was at a hockey game. And I had someone actually, like, come and sit on my seat with me. Mm-hmm. Like, they wanted to see the play before they, like, they walked seat. up to their seat and they just, they didn't ask me. They just, just like kind of sat on almost on me, on my arm. And these were folding chairs where we sat because it was right up against the glass. And they were small. <laughs> the seats are small. Oh, yeah. And this person, like, they were very nice and they started talking hockey with me as though it was perfectly normal. I didn't know them. And I thought it was hilarious that they never mentioned, like, oh, hey, sorry, sitting in your seat, or do you mind if I just sit here? And there was a step right next to me, so I thought they were going to sit on the step, but instead they just kind of sat on my seat, on my arm, on my leg, and just talked hockey with me. So it was, you know, one of those awkward moments. Yeah, it was super strange. Another awkward moment that it did happen at a hockey game. It wasn't awkward. It was really more funny. Um, we used to have uh, season tickets to the New York Rangers, but, you know, since moving and everything, we don't go to the Ranger games anymore. So, this was back about mm, eight years ago, I would say, seven or eight years ago. I, we used to sit down by, like my mom said, down right by the glass at Madison Square Garden, right behind Hank, we used to sit. Um, and you can go into two of these lounges. Now, one of the lounges is, like, way downstairs, like, no one can really see you. But one of them, they have a glass tunnel where the players go, like, back and forth to get into their locker room. Um, they do interviews on one side of them, and I had everyone and their mother calling me that they saw me behind um, one of the players that was getting interviewed, and I was just eating. But they didn't realize that there's a glass there. I thought I was just standing They were like, and eating. like my own mother wrote to me, and she's like, you need to move your head. You're like eating right behind Ryan McDonough. And it doesn't look good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because we weren't paying any attention. At the time, it didn't look like there was a glass. It literally looked like we were just standing behind him. Like, and it looked like we were randomly just sitting behind him eating. And it was it was really funny. It was so funny because a million people were like texting me. And they're like, why are you eating behind Ryan McDonough? And it was just so And we were we didn't get it at first because from like our angle... He wasn't really that close to us, even with the glass there. He was sort of off onto the right. So we, we didn't see, and everybody was like, what? And it was it was very funny. And then later on, when we saw the replay of the interview, we actually saw ourselves on television and we're like, oh my God, that looks really bad. It does yeah. look like we're just chomping away as he's interviewing. Um, another thing is when you have a friend 
who is either sober or drunk, you're not sure, and they send you a naked picture, either on purpose, <laughs> on purpose, on mistake, um, happened to me. And like, her like now. Like okay, recent like time. recent time. And um, I love this person. So I was kind of like, what the seriously F? Like, what the... And they just played it off like, hey, this is okay. It's not such a big deal. And I thought that was hilarious. Not to mention, like, we're still really good friends. Everything's going on great. So we kind of just don't address the naked elephant in the room. And um, I'm sure that's happened to a couple of people. So, you know, that's pretty hilarious. Okay. So I have one uh, awkward, funny situation, uh, possibly a TMI for some people. I don't really care. No shame in my game. Um, one time in Las Vegas, I fell. Yeah, you've told them this I story fell before. In the middle of the Luxor, uh, right in front of a bar. It used to be called Liquidity. Um, now it is not called Liquidity. I don't. I think it's called the, the Center or the Santra or something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't wear underwear. But it's underwear. it's right center in the yeah. middle of the casino, like right smack in right the damn middle. middle. I don't wear underwear. I hate underwear. Not a secret. I talk about it all the time. And I was wearing a white dress, and the whole dress came out. My whole ass was out in the middle of the casino. It was a it was a good time. It wasn't awkward really for me, because I was kind of like whatever. But uh, yeah, it it was a thing. Okay, I'm going to share an experience about a friend of mine that happened. We went to a concert at Madison Square Garden. We went to see Elton John. It was me and five of my friends. And one of my friends liked this guy. And she asked him if he was going to be going to this concert. And he said yes. And he did go to the concert. And he came over to where we were. And there was a particular thing going on. And she couldn't see from where she was. And he picked her up and put her on his shoulders, except the the ground in front of him was slippery from spilling beer and drink and everything. And he slid. He fell down and she went forward and she wound up like from the middle of her waist to her face on the stage. Oh, Oh my God. And Elton John was playing the piano and kind of glanced over like, does anybody see that this girl is now like face planted on my stage? And it took a little bit before security realized like what happened to help her to get up. Like they realized she wasn't trying to get on. She was still attached to the guy that was now laying on the floor. So yeah, and it made this like really loud sound and it was right near all the microphones and everything. So yeah, and everybody was kind of looking at her up on the Jumbotron. It was funny. Yeah, I was going to talk about, like, a more recent situation, but I think that could start problems, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, let's see. Another awkward situation. I fall in awkward places a lot. Um, I fall. I fell in Penn Station, and people were kind enough to come over to me, like and she was, like, dragging me off the floor because she didn't want me to create a scene. Yeah, I don't. I like to create the scenes, but I don't like other people to create the Right. Scenes. Not to mention, like, my legs were cut, my knees were bruised, and she was dragging me, and it was not fun. Oh, this is a funny, awkward situation. When I was younger, I took acting classes um, at an acting school. It was called Lee Baron. It's not an acting school anymore. And I was the youngest person in... Um, an advanced adult uh, film study class with people that were a lot older than me. And how it was set up is that there was like the whole acting area where they would have like two cameras and like basically what would be the set. And then they had like these big carpeted stairs. Risers. Risers where they would put like the chairs on that you would sit on. And one day I just 
fell like right off the side like my chair tipped and went all the way over i fell down like three different little steps onto the side uh one of the guys that was in my class his name was logan he was a swimmer he picked me up picked my chair up <laughs> stuck me back over i was fine recovered but all of a sudden you're like boom, like in the middle of someone's seat um i have two that are along the same lines when i was teaching i was pregnant with oriana and my class was doing their final performance for the year. They did a goodbye performance, and every every year they did a little play, little songs. And I had this absolutely adorable little girl that I loved dearly, and she was kind of clumsy. And we did this particular um, show outside, and we had a little stage, and there were bushes on each side of the stage. And she got very zealous and threw her hands over and promptly fell into the bush head first. It took me a few moments before I noticed it. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at everybody and I see these two legs like jumping up and down to the beat of the music. So she was trying to keep the beat, but she was stuck in the bush. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, another great story. I think I've told this a couple of times. So uh, one time my mom and I were in Vegas and I love soft pretzels, like love them. They're my favorite things. They have really, oh, I didn't see that. What is that? About Dax Shepard. Oh, about Dax Shepard. Like, what is that? Um, yeah, I love soft pretzels. And at the Venetian, they have these amaz amazing, huge, soft pretzels. Um, and I like to put yellow mustard or dip my pretzels in yellow mustard. And it, like, wasn't coming out, wasn't coming out. And my mom was standing next to me. And all of a sudden, it shot out the back. It went all up the walls and, like, everywhere. And I just... Yeah, it was pretty wild. So, yeah. There's, like, lots of situations where I, I've, like, we fucked up. We were mailing a package, and we tried to stick it in the mailbox. And it just, like, got stuck. And we left <laughs> Like, these are such awkward, like, situations. Awkward friend situations I have a ton of but like I said I also don't want to put people on blast like that um I have also had I thankfully haven't had any of like my mother's friends hit on me thank god uh you did you had one I did oh yeah but they were a little drunk so <laughs> okay I, well I was younger, so no I holds barred really, if you're drunk I don't, none of my friends have hit on you no, that not that I remember. Anyway, here's another thing. I um, I was attending a hockey game in uh, Boston Garden, which if anybody knows the New York Rangers and the Boston Bruins have quite the rivalry. They always do, as we do with all sports in Boston and New York. And I was going to a hockey game in Boston. I did not get lost going to the Garden, but it's really tricky to get to Boston Garden, and you can pass it. And I was getting very frustrated because I kept passing it and passing it and passing it. And I finally got there, and I arrived late, and they were singing the national anthem. And I tried running down to my seat, and my shoe fell off. And here is dead silence of them singing the national anthem. And you heard my shoe go down about 60 stairs going ka-thunk, 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 ka-thunk. Yeah. And had the entire arena turn around and look at me. And because I was from New York, make fun of me. There you go. And that was a very bad trip because on that same trip, this guy sitting next to me took my coat and tried to sell it to somebody in the stands and also poured beer on my head. So it was one of those moments. That's a fun time. Uh, yeah, this is an awkward moment. I was very young. I was in uh, middle school, and there was this guy that I knew, and everyone told me that he liked me or whatever. And one day, 
he like took my coat out of my locker and like stood outside with it and my grandma picked me up because this was my mom's last year working and my grandma would pick me up because I didn't want to go to my mom's school sometimes after work so my grandma would come get me and she actually walked up to him and like ripped the coat out of his hand and was like fucking stay away from my granddaughter you sicko and like there was like a million kids like gathered around and you know like when kids are like oh like he took my coat and my locker and just like walked outside and like stood yes the, the ever wonderful ways that boys let you know they like you by doing something stupid and annoying and that's pretty typical i was standing there i was like i think back to that now like you took my coat out of my locker jerk you stupid fuck oh. yeah and then there's also two like when you have like quote unquote when you're younger like stalkers and like they just like show up like outside your classroom i i had one for a very long time you did <laughs> possibly still. possibly still do yeah um but yeah also too this is a funny story this person's gonna know that i'm talking about them and they're i'm sure they're gonna be okay with it this person always when i had my comments on my instagram would always comment and my mom would always comment under them and, be like, what the fuck? and then i started noticing like what the hell is this person always commenting on but i happen to love this person yeah. they're they're not gonna care and i'm not putting them on blast because they are my friends and i do really like them and they're just darling um, have you ever noticed that people like either what like you don't really post stories i forgot how i'm gonna try again um but i have people that i noticed in like recent time <laughs> and if you are any of these people i'm sorry and i don't mean anything i've just noticed it that like watch your stuff kind of more than one time <laughs> maybe even save it mm -hmm. it happens yeah that's awkward that. and interesting yep i actually i'm a little weird with something like that's something like that's so flattering <laughs> but i like attention. it's really not that flattering i don't find it flattering so, yeah. so anyway to conclude this we're just trying to show you there's lots of awkward moments and eventually they become a funny awkward memory and some of them are not funny some of them are sad um i did fall out of a jeep once because my friend was driving in the islands not paying any attention i was in the back part of the jeep she went over a bump and just proceeded to continue and maybe about 10 minutes later realized hey wanda's not in the back of the car so let's see where we dropped her off i used to also have a terrible habit of slipping under booths like in restaurants. Yeah, when you were little. I don't really know what was going on there, but it, I'd be saying like, whoop, right under. <laughs> yeah, it would be awkward. So if you have any of these stories, um, you know, we're trying really during this time to bring you fun, entertaining things. Mm -hmm. And anything we can do to entertain you while we're here. Yeah, if you guys want um, to We have some really great two topics coming up that we'll be doing. We just have to finalize them and get the deets going. So I think that would, that if there's anything we can do to make it a little better for you, anything else you'd like to know about what we're doing or anything fun, or if you have fun ideas, um, I personally am going to start talking in different accents every day just to make sure my family doesn't become bored with me. <laughs> and I do want you to know it, it's getting interesting because uh, we got my husband to do Tai Chi yesterday. So and, and he was really trying to figure out, he's like, I'm really trying to do this, but I'm not sure if I'm supposed to watch you or the guy on television because the images are backwards. And he took it quite seriously. So And again, just giving you guys as an example, um, someone like my dad, as to how serious this is. Now, I wouldn't really consider my father immune compromised. Um, my dad did have stents put in his heart um, five years ago, and he's a type 2 diabetic. So 
the diabetes a little bit more than the stents in his heart, but he's not really necessarily immune compromised. But you know, and he does not really take medicine for diabetes. No. He just controls his blood sugar. Yeah, That's basically it. Insulin. He's not on insulin or anything yeah. like that. Um, my father is a workaholic. Even since he retired from his job uh, back on Long Island for the town of Oyster Bay, um, he is his he's his own business. He's an electrical contractor. That's what he does. And my father will work through anything. And the other day, uh, about a week ago now, because he's been in quarantine with all of us for the week, uh, eight days now, he started saying like no, and like his and he has had customers like call him and he's like not unless it's an emergency can't I can't do it not until this is done and controlled so right. and my dad like I said my dad lives for his job and he loves it and I know that it's hard and I know that it's hard for everybody right now because like these are not the circumstances that you wanted to stay home in you know it's funny because as people you know you spend your life like trying to avoid doing things and now like that's all you want to do. And I think what's what's really important is people want to stay home when they want to. Right. Not because they have to or they're forced to. And unfortunately, this isn't a bad force situation. This is a forced situation to help others. Just think by doing something so simple, you could almost in a way be like saving the world. Right. I know that, that sounds really No, but we're, we've got to eradicate this. And since we don't have a vaccine or medications right now, this is the best way to do it. This is how you got to get it. Uh, so please make sure to connect with us. Whatever social media you find us on, we're here. We're available. Like I said, I'm not shutting out any. And she's linking our face media. stuff below. And I'm linking. I thought you said I'm licking my face. I'm like, I'm not licking anyone's face right now. Okay. <laughs> right now. Uh-huh. No, linking our minutes. Facebooks and social media and everything yeah. like that. Like I do have a like page, but if you find my other Facebook page. Which Good for you. Facebook How page, cool are you? Yeah, number one, you're a fucking sleuth. And number two, you can friend me. It's fine. Send me a message. Tell me where you're from. I'll approve you. I don't have any secrets, guys. Well, I do, but like... I have secrets. Yeah. I mean, I do have secrets, but in time, you'll all know. So, be well. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Be, be patient. Kind. Be kind. And stay home. Please stay Listen home. to us. Until next time, everybody. Happy hunting and stay cozy.